Welcome to another show of Don't Get This Twisted. I am Rob, along with my co-host, as always, Tina. How you doing? I'm all right, Rob. I'm a little bit under the weather, but I'm here and we're going to do this. <laughs> good, good, good. And, and How are since you? I, I'm okay. I, I'm a little, um, I'm a little, uh, not worried, but kind of excited to see what we're going to talk about because I don't have a clue. Oh, yeah. And, we and, didn't and talk about it before. No, we you're just going to pop show. it on me. So, hey, let's just drop it on him now. What are we talking about? Okay, so lately I've heard several men say something to the effect of suffering in silence. And I, being a woman, that kind of stuck with me because I'm like, why are they saying that? Why are they silent? Like women talk all the time. Why are men not talking? And, and it got me thinking, and I think women just talk too much, so it shuts men down. But I wanted to know, like, what your point of view is on that because I want to understand where you guys are coming from now that you're all saying it. Um, I, I think it comes from the old school, like 1920s, thirties, forties, um, grandparents of ours, or at least mine where, you know, the man never really said anything. He just went to work and he did his things and, made sure that the household was running because at that time, I think there was so many stay at home moms that they didn't want to put that burden of whatever was going on on the household. So they just suffered in silence and it's, and I think it's just rolled on to everyone. Uh, I think the newer generation, probably not as much. Um, Although even my son says most of his friends who now he, he he's 20 um, really don't talk much. OK, so what do you think the reason is for that? Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm in the 20s, the 30s, the 40s. I get that. Like it was the whole uh, leave it to beaver type of situation. Mm-hmm. That was the that was our um, our model for how life should be. But it hasn't been like that in a long time i wouldn't say even before we were born it wasn't really like that it was more so but women were starting to work and we're really working so they were gone too so when when did this change to now where men are saying something like what what's going on uh well i just think that the lack of relationship is is either pushing them further away or you're having to come talk to your significant other. Men generally don't talk to each other about shit, mm-hmm. like bad stuff. We bullshit about the things we like with our friends, so we don't have to think about the other stuff. Um, I think you talk to your close friends a little bit. I have some close friends that I talk to, predominantly female. Um, if I'm having a you know bad day or bad things are happening, but I also don't talk to them about relationship things. So <laughs> if it's a relationship thing, I'll probably bounce it off my male coworkers, assuming that I'm in a relationship. Um, but if I'm having life problems, there's a select handful of people that I talk to um, just because I don't want to put it on them either. I think men generally think, 
if I'm telling somebody else, you're just putting the burden on them now. At least that's how I see it. Maybe I'm incorrect. I mean, you'd have to talk to a couple of other guys, but I I definitely think there is a issue with just not wanting to let your dirty laundry out. I think women are just a, a lot more comforting. That's why you guys talk to each other. So if you guys are all suffering in silence and this is becoming a problem for men in general around our age group, especially because that's where mm-hmm. I'm hearing it. Mm-hmm. What what do you think needs to change or what do you think needs to happen for this to turn around? I, I think we're damned if we do and damned if we don't. I'll, I'll tell you why. You have let, let's say you're in a relationship with somebody. If you show weakness and you want to talk about stuff, your significant other is going to be like, oh, he's just another weak man. On the flip side, if you're overly silent, when it finally blows up, they're going to say, why didn't you tell me? But we're damned. We're supposed to be the strong provider and protector. And if we show emotion it, to some, it can show weakness. So that's why we suffer in silence. We just rather hold it all in and not lose our relationship. Hmm. That's kind of shitty that you would have a relationship that you couldn't be honest in, though. I don't think it's about honesty. I think honesty can be some things can be said. But if you're stressed out, it you don't want to say anything because it'll show the uh, to me, it'll show weakness to some people. There are some people in relationships that you can talk to and you can lean on. And I think that's important. But I think the mass is that. Because, look, we've talked about it before with 80 percent or more of divorces started by women. Do you really want to go down that road or would you rather just suffer in silence? You think maybe not talking was part of the reason the the meltdown of the relationship um, occurred? It could be. Sure. Um, Or it couldn't be. I I think it's a two way street. I, I think we we have to find a middle ground. And. That's kind of what this podcast has been about from the beginning is having one side and the other when we bring things to the center. Mm-hmm. When when people listen to this, um, at least from the people that I've talked to, th- they like that it's me and you because they get a man's point of view and a woman's point of view. Right. And, and we just throw things against the wall. And I think that <laughs> we as people do our best to make everyone happy. So if if I have to be a little unhappy to make the situation better, I'll probably do that. Um, I'm not a suffer in silence type of guy um, to a degree. If I'm in a relationship with somebody, I tell you the way it is and how I'm feeling. And if I'm in a rough spot, because it's the only way that you're going to face it together. And I'm hoping my significant other does the same mm-hmm. if if they're having an issue, you know, I hope she comes to me and says, look, this is bothering me in life. And it it might not even be about me. It's just in general, like, this is what's going on, or my mom is doing this, or the kids are doing that. You know, you have to have someone listen. And we've talked about it before. You know, sometimes you have to ask before, do you want me to listen or do you want me to solve the problem? Yes. It, that's a big thing. It's a big because difference. In your case, 
you always used to talk about your husband. He was always the problem solver. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you, you can't be. You just got to go, uh-huh. Okay, great. Tell me. And let him slam it on you. And then wait for the either one of them, each other, you know, man or woman, to ask for that help or ask for, you know, the the problem solving part of it. So and I think that is the suffer in silence. I, I also think it's it's definitely both sexes. Um, I've had friends who suffered in silence for sure. I had someone I worked with who was not happy for a long time. And we didn't know about it for quite a few years. And then obviously things start breaking apart around you. And then she would bring it to us after that. But for, Mm -hmm. I would probably say the first two years I worked with her, I had no clue that there was things wrong at home. Just, it looked very, you know, every day had kids have, you know, things were going. And then, you know, once things start falling apart and then you realize that what people do to get over that, I think addiction is part of that. Like I've had friends who are heavy, heavy drinkers Mm -hmm. um, because of what's going on around them because they were just trying to escape. Unfortunately, men probably do both. You know, Mm. you've, like I said, you, you might go out with your friends, but you might not talk about the problems, but you're not thinking about the problems. Mm-hmm. So to me, that's still suffering in silence. It's Very just much a, so. Yeah, it's just a different way of handling that. Because once you're alone, you're you're back to having to um, deal with whatever that is or think about it. And, you know, an idle mind is the devil's playground. And that's true. And and, and to me, I, I'm very, very much that. Um, the ceiling has been stared at a lot in my lifetime. I can I just lay on the bed and think about shit I shouldn't be doing. So and, and my friends, my best friends of 40 years don't know just because it wasn't something I thought um, I should bring up. Or, you know, I, I just don't want them to have to go down that highway of like, okay, what, what can we do? Um, my best friend who lives in San Diego, when I go down there, we'll throw some personal stuff at each other. And if it, and, and we've gotten deep before, like, but it's not very often. And it's generally, um, after a few drinks, things start (laughs) opening up. To where he might say something about um, his relationship. Oh, this is what's going on at home. And I go, okay. And he he might bitch about it, but never ask for the answer. Right. <laughs> you know, he'd be like, ah, she does this shit. And I'd go, uh-huh. Because <laughs> I didn't all I also didn't want to go like, well, I got an answer for you. Because then you're kind of to me, you're kind of going over the bounds of, of, you know, hurting your friendship over their relationship. And that's none of mm-hmm. my business. I've had friends tell me things, though, about um, people I was involved in and be like, are you sure you want to do this? 
And and to me, that's good. I like that question, because if I say yes, you the answer after that should be OK. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you know, there shouldn't <clears throat> be any other. Uh, you know, I think you should do this, that you shouldn't. There should never be past. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now, if I say, well, why do you say that? Then you open yourself up for that. But I think generally the suffering and silencing is definitely a man thing. Um, But I believe it's both sexes for sure. We just. I think we see us. As our dads and our dads saw themselves as their dads. And this is where I'm trying to talk about, like, it's this. um, Generational thing of be strong, be the man. You know, do your shit. If you're having bad time at work, go to work and, you know, suck it up and go do your shit because you got to make sure the bills are paid and roofs over their head and foods on the table. And I think that those things have been um, handed down for so many years that we have just seen it as normal. I, I will say that I think the Gen Z Right. Is that what my kid is? I forgot what we what year that we talked about that or, or Gen A. I don't know. It's one of those one of the fucking things. <laughs> he I, I believe that they talk more um, about real subjects. Um, but maybe that's just my kid, because I've heard him in his room talking to his friends about what I would say is m- more um, personal stuff. Um, but my kids, he's kind of like me. He kind of sees the world in a very, very uh, gray area. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, there is black and white on both ends, but you have to get through the gray to get there. Right. And and he's very, you know, look, this is how this is and this is how this is. I, I hope he doesn't end up being the the suffering and silent, but he could. I mean, he really doesn't talk to me about his things. And that's probably just because I'm dad and he doesn't want me to judge or say anything. Mm-hmm. But I believe the other side of that is he probably is talking to other people. Thankfully, how do how does our generation fix it? I, I don't know if we can. At well, least there should be something it. we could do in our own relationships for sure that would change the fact that that men feel like they're suffering in silence because there's definitely seems like there's a breakdown in a couple when a man says I'm suffering in silence and I keep hearing that like it's it's mm-hmm. become like I don't want to say a catchphrase but it's becoming something I didn't just hear once and and our age group of men having said that I'm thinking what the hell have we done wrong that they don't feel like they could talk and how do we fix that how do I because I like to talk to people so if my friends have something to say I'm going to listen to the whole damn story and and I give them that time but then a lot of times guys won't take me up on that you know because they don't want to talk about it Mm -hmm. or they don't have the right words to say it or they just they don't have the right narrative to to even answer the question. And I'm finding that there's there's definitely a disconnect that needs to change in order for life to be good 
you know, for us as couples, as, as individuals, as friends. And, um, it's got, it's got me thinking because I've never heard a man say they suffer in silence. Now, over the years, do I have a hundred different, um, examples of that? I absolutely do. Mm-hmm, for sure. But, um, it never dawned on me that it was something that it definitely shouldn't be happening. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's why I want to figure out what, first of all, what, what, what can women do to change it? What can men do to change it? And, and, you know, somewhere we need to meet in the middle because nobody should be suffering in silence. I think as couples, um, look, couples therapy is kind of a weird thing. Now, I think if you've been in a relationship a long time, you should be able to go and talk to somebody else just to voice your opinions. If you're already past the line of no return, like then you're already past that and you can't fix that. Um, before you're suffering, you should be able to go and talk to somebody. I think as men, look, you, you shouldn't be afraid to hit your friends up. And I mean, friends like, yeah, you know, I, there's a guy at my work that I would consider like a really good friend that I would talk to that if I knew I was having a problem, because we've both gone through death over the last, you know, seven or eight months, his dad passed away. My mom passed away. We've talked, you know, and we talk about serious things through humor. Right. Because sometimes that's the best way of trying to get through it. Works for me. Yeah. So, but from a friend standpoint, I I think you have to know your audience. And if you know that this person will help you, I think you have to jump at it. Uh, Mostly a mentor. Like if you know an older guy. Like, let's say, I mean, I'm 50 something. If, <laughs> if I knew someone who was an older guy, like in his late sixties or seventies, someone who might have lived a little bit long, longer and a different life than me, he might be the person I bounce it off of because he's probably going to give me a different view. Yeah. But with that comes that same, you know, old adage of you just got to suck it up. You know, we're and tough. I think in life, there's a lot of times you have to suck it up. I'm not saying that that's that's, you know, that there's not time for that because there's lots of time. You just have to make things work. Like when you have to take care of your kids when you're sick, you just got to suck it up when you have to go to work and, you know, you don't have any time off. You just have to suck it up. There are times when when you need to do that, but that shouldn't be the go to. Um, fix. Mm hmm. Yeah, I I think with your relationship, it's a whole other thing. I think that those are the kind of things that you should be building from the very, very beginning. You know, once you decide to be in a relationship with somebody, you should start opening those doors way faster. Yeah. And I'm not saying that you should, you know, hammer them with I'm fucking horrible and my life's a mess. But I definitely think you should start giving them maybe things from your childhood that you know uh, have messed you up or things in your life that like you consider trigger points or whatever things that you can and that will open the door for longevity of hey i'm having an issue and i don't know what to do to fix it help me i get that but mm -hmm. 
keep going. I'm sorry. I just think it's it's hard. Like I said, like we as men, we just I don't think we ever want to be seen as weak. And and it's hard. And I think, you know, you you want to show emotion because emotion, I think, is a good thing. But you also don't want the the person in your life going, oh, I can't take this every single day if he's going to break down on me. Right. You know, so I, I think there's something to that. But if you hold it in too long, when you do break down, it's this fucking dam breaking and the water drowns your significant other. Yeah. And fuck, who, you know, you don't want that either. So, you know, I, I, I don't know. My marriage was very bizarre. Like we probably had two blow ups the whole time I was ever with her. Um, so I got kind of blindsided with divorce. I didn't think things were horrible, but I didn't think that they were perfect, but nothing is. So I think, you know, I, I told myself from then, no matter who I end up with later on or after this, my relationship's going to be different. And I'm going to make sure that I have these building blocks in place to make sure that these um, things are said and they're not hidden behind you know a wall saying oh if i tell them this or they should if they hold on to this because like i said when it blows up in that kind of relationship it's nuclear and it levels right. the whole, everything uh, so you know holding things in uh, is a horrible 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 place to be because it, it'll eat you alive i can't even do it you know, how are you <laughs> how, how are you how are you like that in in your marriage did did you guys, were you pretty open? Was he open or what was it? Was it more um, when things blew up, they blew up big? Um, well, I think in the beginning when things blew up, they blew up big because I didn't know how to um, communicate with him. And I sure as hell didn't know when to stop a fight. Like my my role models were to escalate, escalate, escalate. And then like, however it mm -hmm. ended, it ended, you know, and there, I didn't re really remember hearing a sorry or, you know, I was wrong. I don't, I don't remember my mom ever doing that with my dad for sure. And, and most of the women in my life were not big on apologizing. So I would say in the beginning, I was the biggest asshole for sure. And, and, and I realized very early on in our relationship that I could, outfight him um verbally on any given occasion like it at one point i learned just from you know hearing my cousin's feedback that you sound like the biggest ass because he's never going to go where you'll go to win so you're playing at a different level than he is and you're just looking like an asshole yourself and that really struck me as true because <laughs> he wasn't going to talk to me that way he wasn't going to mm -hmm. he was 12 years older he had a different way of dealing with things he never saw his parents fight so it was very it was very interesting how he he described the divorce because it doesn't seem like it it really um he didn't have much to say about it you know about his own divorce with his with his parents um when they divorced is what i'm talking about anyway mm -hmm. <clears throat> so i learned over the years that I had to learn to communicate with him because he would only communicate at 
such a level. And so I had to, I had to do a lot of things to learn just how. Oh, mm. I don't know. I think I lost you. Hmm. It's okay. Oh, there we go. You're back. Um, so I had to learn how to talk to him. I had to bring my, my decibel of my voice down. I had to not have emotion when I spoke to him about anything that was, that was going to be unnerving. Um, I had to not use swear words because it with him, it was like anytime there was emotion in the situation, I lost. Like I couldn't get my point across at that point because he wasn't going to hear it. Um, so I learned how to shut down a lot of my reactions in order to be able to deal with him. But in doing so, I think that I lost a big part of me. I couldn't, uh, I couldn't I couldn't speak my mind the way I needed to. I couldn't say what I was feeling. Not that I didn't try, because I did. I mean, everybody knows I'm going to get my opinion across one way or another. And it, I got to the point where I couldn't, you know, I was maybe not getting my point across that day, but I would make it work somewhere else. Like I would find a way or I would keep bringing up a situation differently in order for him to get the point I was trying to make just because we came from two totally different places. Like me being super emotional, a woman, a creative woman, someone that everything about her life is creative. And then he being a man and a technical man that went to work in a very, um, a very, uh, tightly wound workplace. Like he, he was a totally different person than I was. So trying to build that gap to be able to talk to him was, was monumental. And, and it was challenging. It took years to get to that point. I think we finally got there and, and we were really good at communicating for a while, but on top of that, you have to remember to listen. And I think we both gave up listening. And so that kind of killed it too. You know, there was just things that, that went on that, mm -hmm. you know, I see, I see the error of my ways. You know, there were things that I learned through even divorcing him and that I wouldn't do now. I'm not the same person I was though, three years ago when I left him either. So I think for me, I don't know, it was really hard to bridge the gap being a man and a woman in a relationship and being able to talk about whatever it was that was frustrating both of us. Now, since then, I have people in my life that, you know, are closer to me. They're closer friends. And I find that through going through that, I'm a little bit more careful with how I approach them and what, what I listen to, you know, the words that they say a little bit more. And I'll go back and I'll try to to get them to talk more about it just because I don't want them to feel like they can't talk to me or that I miss something. And I think as women, we're always going to miss something because I'm doing 20 things at once all the time. There's no way in heck that things aren't going to slip through my fingers, but I really do try to listen and to be respectful of any emotion or of any um, problems that they're having and just try to listen a little bit better and then offer a little bit of reassurance. Cause really guys don't want to take much either. Like if you, you know, Hey, you might want to try doing this or, you know, when you can, but you can't, you can't fix them either. They don't want to be fixed. Like there's part of them that just wants to hear you 
tell them it'll be okay. And then they could go back to suffering and silence and it would be better for them. But I, I'm finding that them not talking is making it hard for women to be supportive. And we need to change that. But on the other hand, women need to stop being dicks to men and start listening to them and not be offended if they tell you something you don't agree with. You know, I hear women shit all the time and I'm like, dude, but if that's how he's feeling, what are you going to do about it? Like, she's like, well, he should be. No, that's the wrong answer. The answer is he told you something. You should really listen to it. And I think that I've gotten that lesson more and more over the years that that that's what I'm trying to do more of. But I like to talk to people and I like to know their inside stories and their stuff that they're going through, because most of the time I don't like to talk about mine. So there's that part of it, too. (laughs) (laughs) Right. uh, Exactly. No, I think that's I think we're all kind of like that. I'd rather be the listener and and just leave my story on the back burner and try to help somebody out. I think that's pretty natural. And most of us do that. Uh, do you think that either one of you suffered in silence? I think we both did. Looking back, mm. I think we both did for sure. Yeah, I, I think the same for me. Um, in, in my marriage, I think there were times that I, I think I should have said things and, and vice versa. Um, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty, And I think yeah. that's with everything. That's with every relationship I've ever been in. It's, it's easy to, you know, sit up in the bleachers and look down on your previous relationship and go, I mean, you know, if I'd have just did this, <laughs> I, I may be in a different place. So look, there's, there's some things that we can do and some things we can't. I think as a man, you have to pick and choose the things you bring up. Um, You don't want to be an avalanche on your significant other either. If there's something that's seriously wrong, though, it's a must to bring it to the forefront. Because it's just going to make your relationship better. Mm -hmm. So uh, there's a lot to be said to that, I think. I, I don't know how we fix us with the exception of talking to a professional. And I think most men don't want to do that either. Yeah, but they should, we should be able to find a way to talk to each other. And that to me is, is really, I see it as we've totally failed each other. You know, that, that we can't talk about this or that men feel like they can't say what they need to say or this suffering and silence bullshit. Like it should stop. It should definitely stop. I I don't mm-hmm. I don't think anybody should suffer in silence. Somebody should find somebody that you trust that you could talk to. And and if it's not your significant other, then you need to examine your relationship and see what you could fix there too. Because you should mm-hmm. be able to speak by far to somebody that you're that close to. If you're sleeping next to them, they should know you. But as women, we don't support men. And that also annoys the shit out of me because how can we expect them to talk to us if we're just going to beat them down? 
that doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. either. And I, I wouldn't want to fucking talk either. Like if somebody's going to beat me down for yeah. my opinion, I'm going to be like, all right, next let's go to somebody that I don't have to hear their shit. And I know men do that. I've seen, I've seen the look in their eye as they're doing it to me. Like, <laughs> you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect, yep. but at least I'm, um, wise enough to look around and say something's not right. You know, we could be doing so much better. Men are the type that want to fix it. And I remember telling my ex a long time ago, I don't need you to fix me. I need you to listen. And he stopped the fixing and started listening. And life got really easy for the two of us together. And, and I learned from that, that I needed to communicate and, and, and to tell him you have permission to not say or do anything. You don't even have to have an opinion, but can I just complain? Can I just tell you the story? And then maybe at the end, I'll want you to say something about it, but maybe I won't. Can I just do that? And I learned through doing Mm -hmm. that, that he, I was able to tell him more. He was able to tell me more because now there's no judgment going on. And I noticed at times where we really got into a good groove doing that. But was that all the time? No. Did I forget that I needed to remind him that he didn't need to be responsible for what I was saying? I forgot that a hundred times. I should have kept telling him until it went into his head that that wasn't his job to fix. But again, we can't communicate it a hundred percent when we're two totally separate people. You got to try to bridge the gap. And I think that, uh, I think I could have done better. Although I think I've, out of all the people I know, I probably am one of the better ones at bridging the gap and being able to, to talk about things with me because I don't judge as much as a lot of women do. You know, I hear it. I hear it. I sit behind women all day long. Trust me when I say I hear it. And I think that that for me was, was a huge opportunity for me to to grow and to be different was sitting behind those women and listening to how they talk about men because it was kind of ugly and it still is kind of ugly and i get why men men suffer in silence because women are bitches they are i i hear it i'm like if i used to say god you know my my ex wasn't that bad and and I still left, like I still moved on. And and I think, why are you sitting there if it's so horrible? If I could do it, anybody could do it. Like it's why would you be with somebody that you think so little of that you wouldn't even I think as women we need to promote our men, not promote them, but hold them to the highest regard. Not talk shit about them, not uh not talk to them in any of demeaning fashion. Like you you really should hold your spouse up because he is the leader of the family. He is the one that basically is working to make everything okay. He's the one that when you don't want to deal with something, he has to deal with it, whether we like it or not. That's mm-hmm. just the order of things. And um, I don't like to hear women be little men because I didn't come from that world where men were pieces of shit. It came from a world where men were really good. And I didn't like that. So I try to not be like that. I I think you said something that kind of resonated during that. And I think one of the other things, at least from other people and things that I've heard, men suffer in silence because as men, um, our pickings are slim. So if we find somebody that we think we are 
it, it it's harder for a, as a man to find a good relationship than it is for a woman. You think so? Oh, yeah. You guys have way more. Uh, even if it's on a surface level of just a sexual relationship. The, you know, men today are having less sex and, and that's every age. Like I heard the, that. the average now is. Yeah, the average now is six to eight months. Guys haven't had sex. You're kidding. Mm-mm. So it, it's getting harder and harder for men. And, and I think that there's a lot of reasons for that. I think the the um, men are only out for one thing. Um, women are scared of men because of, you know, physical violence, blah, blah, this, this. So it, there's a lot of things going against that. So I, I think, think it's, men. I think it's probably, because men are just tired of women's shit. They're just like, I don't need it that I, much. I, I think some of that. I would say that the, the guys that are probably having sex are not staying in relationships. They're doing it just to fill that void and move on. But I think the thing is, let's say you're in a relationship. And, and you know, 90% of it's good. And there's that 10%. You're willing to suffer through that because you know, you have something that's worth fighting for, but it's not worth blowing up after. Um, the other thing is, and, and not that I know anyone who does this, but I think men also don't want to open up to their significant others because they think it's going to go right to their friends. And then their friends are going to bounce things back to them going, oh, well, he's this way or he's that way or he's a pussy and and you can do better. And the next thing you know, their friends are talking her into another guy. So guys will suffer and go, "Okay, whatever, I'll just take this. It's it's not that bad and keep it going. At least that's what I hear from like other pods and talking to other people and some of this other stuff. It, it's a crazy thing. Women look, you, you could go out today to a bar and get laid. Guys can't. It's just a fact. Wow. I didn't think of it that way. And so, so suffering in silence is better than being alone. And I think that's the bigger thing. And, and I think that if you, if you, uh, throughout the hook and ask the people who have told you that I guarantee you a lot of them would probably come back and just go because it's not that bad. I suffer a little bit, but I still have something because being alone is worse or to some people, but being alone. Oh yeah. To some people and to some people being alone is great. It look, but I think the people who are suffering are the ones who, aren't okay with being alone. I've been alone so long now that it just is what it is. Like, eh, it's, I've been alone for like, you know, off and on, I would say 13 years that I really haven't dated many people, maybe even more than that. Uh, my kid was six, so he'll be 21. So even longer. So I just, I think there's something to that. Some people are okay alone, but want a relationship. Some people are in a relationship because they can't be alone. Hmm. So you suffer better to suffer in silence than be alone. It's a rough thing. I, and I know people on both sides that it, it's happened to, but I would say that I would say, well, now probably it's more 50, 50, 
in the old days, I think it was women who suffered because they weren't the breadwinners. They weren't, they didn't have something to fall back on. Mm-hmm. Now I think it's probably men because it's just a different world we live in. You know, it's just not easy to find someone that's worth, you know, um, being with forever. And if, when you find that one that you think it is, you you go in feet first. So maybe that's why people are suffering. It's unfortunate, really. Um, but I think that if you're suffering and you're not in a relationship, there is no reason not to talk to anybody. You find the person to talk to, mm-hmm. you know, however that is. Because why sit at home? Oh, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. But why sit at home miserable when at least find the person you know is going to take the the brunt of that force of saying, this is what's wrong with me. But I, I think that it's important that you do that. I think for me, what what I always try to keep in the conversation is that I, I you could talk to me. You could tell me whatever you want to talk to me about. I'm not going to judge you, but I may not have the answers either. So if you want to talk and just, you know, have somebody go, okay, I get you and, and wish you well, I got that, but I can't, you know, I'm not going to be the one to fix things. That's not, that's not where I'm at either. And I find that I have really good Mm -hmm. relationships because I don't think people want to be fixed. I think they want to be heard. They want to go through what they got to go through and hopefully get through it on their own. But I I don't, I find that men don't want women fixing their problems anyway. You know what I mean? If it's something that they could do, they don't want the help. So it makes it, no, they for me, vent. I'm like, well, I'm here to help you. I'm your friend. If you want help, tell me what to do. But if not, don't bitch that nobody's here because I can't be both people to you. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I, right. and, and mm-hmm. I do try to tell all of my friends that they can tell me anything. They, they totally can. And that I will listen. And that I might even have some, something to say afterwards, but nothing in that means that I'm going to judge them because most of the time I'm doing worse than they are. So why would I be judging them? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I really don't have much to right. speak on, on that, you know, but, um, I'm trying to be really authentic and I'm finding that for men, it's very hard for them to be authentic. It's very hard for them to talk. And I don't, yep. I don't like that. I don't like that. They're, I don't like the term suffering in silence. It's really bothered me and I've heard it a lot. And I don't like that that good people are feeling that way. There should be some way in which they could be kind of supported so that they don't have to feel like they're on that island by themselves. Because I know that's a really dark place to be. And I've been there. I don't like it for myself. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't want anybody else to feel that lonely, especially somebody in my path that I know that I talk to that I'm friends with or, or what have you. I don't want them to live like that. Mm -hmm. So I agree. I just try to talk a little bit more and try to get them to say, you know, try to open up more. And I'm, I've always been good at that. I'm, I'm a kind of a nutcracker and that I'll, I'll get people to open up. It'll take me a while, but I do it. But I'm finding that people, as we've gotten older, it's so much harder to get them to talk than it was when we were younger. Yeah. 
I just think people are very subdued in their, for one, their feelings or how they, they feel they're going to be judged no matter what. And sometimes you have to realize that some people aren't, well, and they're not, they're just not judging you. Um, I've had people tell me some things that were uh, pretty dark and, and you have to just be there for them and tell them, look, everything's going to be okay. And and that's part of it. Sometimes that's all someone needs to hear is, hey, you know, everything's going to be fine. And if you need me, I'm here for you. Yeah, that's that's not suffering in silence. That's knowing that there's someone there no matter what. And and I feel I feel as a man that I have. I probably have. Four good people in my life I could do that with. That I could go to him and say, look, I'm I'm on the ledge. I need help. But there's but, you know, four is not a lot. <laughs> and and I think that most, there's something though. to that. Four yes, definitely. More yeah, than some most people, have people have none. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think hence That's the good suffering point. and I silence. Didn't, I didn't look at it that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, we're 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 uh, gearing up here at the end. What what's your last thing since you know you brought this up, and I think that it, it is important. And people in general don't need to suffer in silence. Men, I mean, obviously, probably are doing it more than than uh, females because you guys do have a better grip on the group situation. Yeah. But what do you think people should do? I think as women, we need to start hearing our men more because they shouldn't be suffering in silence. And if we're not hearing them talk, we should ask why. I think that there's a big responsibility on the way that women treat men and and how they don't treat men that we we are doing a disservice to men in our life. And we get what we accept and we get what we create. So if men aren't talking and we're okay with it, we're doing something wrong. So we need to stop that and go back to, you know, talking and, and not talk to, to give them your opinion, but talking to listen. I find that a lot of people Mm -hmm. are talking to have an answer or a response or how tell you how they're feeling. And they negated the whole statement that was made right before that, which needed to be addressed, Mm -hmm. which needed to be, you know, confirmed that they got it. And, and to listen to that, I think that we need to quit putting the blame on everybody else and start listening and doing what we need to do to help each other out. And I think as men, you know, not all women are bitches. I know you, you, I've been told it a hundred times that women are, and they don't want to listen and they don't want to, you know, they don't want to do what they, uh, what they should for you. And, and for that, I apologize because we've all been in situations where we let the ball bounce and didn't, you know, pick up and run with it. Mm -hmm. I get you, but find a woman that's not going to judge you for saying what you want to say, because the relationship is really freaking good when you could say whatever it is that's on your mind and you're not judged for it. And I know that they're out there. I know women that are out there like that, but I know that many aren't. So I, I go back to that old adage that is you get what you accept. Don't accept anybody that's not going to hear you. 
and don't accept a life of suffering and silence because who wants to live like that? I don't. Totally agree. Uh, I was going to say something, but I don't have to now. So <laughs> that, uh, that, that was perfect. I think that's a good, uh, a good end. So on that, uh, make sure to check out our social medias, the Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all that fun stuff and go to Apple and Spotify and follow please. And if you can throw the little rating up there, give us some stars and a, and a little message. So people know to listen. Um, it helps yeah. us get out there to other people. And uh, on that, this is an opinion show, so don't get it twisted. Keep coming back every Wednesday for a brand new episode. Tina, as always, it's been a pleasure. I enjoy it. I'll talk to you next week. All right. All righty. Bye.